Teachers Talk Film, episode 23. I'm Mitchell Main here with my great friend, fellow teacher, Mr. Ray, X-Ray, X-Ray. What a do, what a do. How are you? Uh, good rhyme, good rhyme. Um, I'm, I'm doing all right, doing good. First almost week of school in the books, not quite yet, but um, yeah, we're living, we're living. Yeah, so we're recording this precisely six o'clock on a Wednesday, August 17th. Um, last time we were on the pod, we were talking about kind of like how we execute the first day with kids, um, what we do. And uh, we've had that moment now. We are on a few days with them. So how are things going? How was the first day? Was it everything you wanted and more? Are the Is the honeymoon phase over? What's it like at your school? Uh, first day was as expected, you know, I've done the first day enough times now that I pretty much know how it's going to go. Uh, it's always weird. Like I don't really love the first day of school. Don't really love the first week of school. I'd say maybe just today. I just started feeling like, okay, we're doing some things here. We're, we're getting some places mm -hmm. in a few classes and some, it's still a little weird, still a little like getting the getting to know them still, but overall, feeling good, feeling good. What about you? Good, very good. Um, I have kids, like, I'll have one kid one year, and then I'll have them again the next year because it's just different classes. And, like, I do the same spiel every first day. I kind of feel like a phony because they're, like, sitting there, like, this guy's just reading through a script. But it's not like that, but it kind of is at the same time. Um, it's going well though. I don't think the honeymoon phase is over. Um, we finally started talking about rhetoric today in AP Lang, which is fun. Um, but yeah, grinding away. We watched an episode of the Twilight Zone today in Modern Lit, um, nice. connecting it to values and things like that. So I love getting into the content. Um, I love being with the kids and then all the getting to know you stuff. But like when you can get to know the kids and do stuff content related, that that's the win. That's the win. I'm glad to hear you say rhetoric because we like we get into rhetoric freshman year too. So it's good to know that that what I'm doing will help them in the future. You always kind of wonder that, like, is, is what I'm doing totally pointless or will it help them out? So I'm glad to hear the word rhetoric. That's good. Yeah. Um, not to just totally crash your confidence. Um, uh oh. I, I asked the class. Um, who knows what rhetoric is? And oh, no. <laughs> um, some hands. Some hands. Um, they know it, hands. though. They know it. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. All right. All right. That took a nosedive very once, quickly. Um, once I kind of, like, eased them into it, you know, with thought-provoking questioning and things like that, and not giving them the answer, they were able to come to the answer, so... I think you're doing a great job. Not trying right. to <laughs> start this off on the wrong foot. Um, you know what does make me feel like I'm doing a great job any anytime I do it? What? It's it's opening a locker for a kid. Mm, I'm nervous to do that. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> for real? I, I've like I think my hand could do it like just naturally now, but like I yeah, I would have to probably take a few times. I, I bet it come back to you the second your fingertips hit the dial. You would just instinctively know what to do. But there's there's no feeling quite like like 
you see a kid struggling that they're just, it's not going to happen. And it's like, <laughs> Hey, you, you want some help with that? Cause I'm an adult and I can do this. <laughs> not like you, you weak little teenager. Um, <laughs> not really, but kind of, um, so that's, that's just, it's a great feel. That is nice. Um, you know, what else is nice being an adult fixing your own toilet. All right. I was going to say that for you, but I was just, I didn't want to, that would have sounded really weird if that's not the direction <laughs> that you're going to go, but I am interested in the toilet, toilet story. Yeah. I'm glad we were on the same wavelength there. You were throwing me a softball and I, I caught it. Um, but yeah, we're, we, we were going to start at five 30 tonight, but I texted you at five 30 very punctually. Um, like, hold on, man, I'm fixing my toilet. <laughs> and, um, Shelby asked me to fix the toilet because it would like run off and on. And yeah. it's been doing that for two and a half months, probably. And I just haven't done anything about it. And, you know, I'm like, all right, I got to get this done. Um, and so I did some research and I realized that um, my flush valve was malfunctioning. And so I went to Lowe's last week. <laughs> I bought, I bought the part last week um, to fix it because do you know how a toilet works? Yeah. Like the, the general concept. Yeah. Usually, usually I sit on it and then if I like <laughs> you flush and then, yeah. <laughs> but like, as you flush it, the tank obviously needs to fill up with water. And as the tanks filling up with water, there's a flush valve. And the water pushes the flush valve to the point where the water needs to stop at the right place. So there's a perfect flush. Um, mm -hmm. And my flush valve was malfunctioning. It would like go up and down. So got a new one of them, um, installed it, had a few hiccups along the way. Like I had to adjust the water levels. And, you know, I was kind of at like a traumatized state where we've all been here where you're just holding the flashlight for your parents as they're working on something and oh yeah they're getting times. super mad and like <laughs> you're just like trying not to trip on anything or make noise um or laugh. I found, yeah <laughs> i found myself <laughs> getting mad and i think that's just um because i feel like nobody knows what really they're doing when it comes to like home repairs like you don't really know anything until you try it um yeah I had a YouTube video up and I was just doing it step by step and I finally got it. Um, yeah. You just fake it till you make it, baby. The, the biggest worry for me is always like, I'll, I'll try and fix stuff on my, my camper van that as I've mentioned on the pod broke down. The spark um, yeah. And the biggest worry for me is that I'll take something out and then not know how to put it back in. And then it's like, okay, what do I do now? Like if, if this thing doesn't start, like if your toilet just doesn't flush now all of a sudden, like what's the next steps there? Because I can watch the YouTube video, but if it doesn't go how the YouTube video tells me it's going to go, then oh boy, we're in loads of trouble. Yep. And the YouTube videos are never pro troubleshooting. They're always perfect. They're always like two and a half minutes long where they make it seem it's like fast, it's effortless. Man. Yeah. Rewind. Yeah. yeah. Like I, yeah, I had some hiccups, but you know, whenever we get hiccups in the classroom, we adapt and that's what I did. I adapted and, you know, tried to use my brain and yeah. So that's toilet talk today on teacher talk film. <laughs> that's uh, that would be um, T T T F. 
toilet teacher talk film talk we'll even throw another t on the i don't know i got lost in my t's and f's there (laughs) too many t's (laughs) um another t word though is teaching we're teachers (laughs) we're teachers we teach um we watched a movie this week whiplash um and i'm sure we're gonna have a lot of teacher talk in this one because naturally that's the way this movie goes there's a lot of a teacher student interaction and so my question for you before we get into the review and i want to cycle back to these in our review um the do's and the do nots of teaching um give me three things that you think all teachers should do and then three things that you think teachers should absolutely never do let's switch off let's start with um let's start with the do's what should all teachers do Give me one and then I'll give one and then we'll keep going. Okay. My first one that all teachers should do is they should go to bed at somewhere, somewhere around 7.30 PM. <laughs> um, I'm beyond tired, man. And I don't yeah. know if it is maybe just by the, by like November, I'm just used to being this level of tired and then it's not weird or if I'm just extra tired, but Holy cow. I need to go to bed like now. Did you go to the gym today? No, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> when was the last day you went? Uh, um, maybe last week. Oh, I wasn't trying to like, you know. <laughs> you know, I, I get in the car. I, I think I even have the clothes in my backpack still from like. Like I wanted to go on Monday and then I got in the car and I was like, um, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're still in there. And then Tuesday it was like, yeah, but maybe I'll go Tuesday. Then there was some, I came up with some reason in my head with like, nah, you don't need to go. And then today it was like, well, we're doing the podcast today and you know, I probably could fit it in, but I don't need to. So it's nice. I'm so lame. Oh, no, you're a teacher, man. You're tired. Not yeah. You're you're a great teacher. And just off the record, for what it's worth, um, your name came up in one of my classes and a bunch of kids were just oozing over you. So um I'll give you those names off pod. Um, okay. I would yeah. very much appreciate yeah. that. They were happy to hear that we were we were homies. I didn't All tell right. them about the pod, but maybe they'll find it someday. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out those kids. Um shout out those kids. That was kind of a silly answer. I'm going to give a serious one to kind of even it out and kind of lame, but just treat them like human beings, you know? Yeah. They're humans. I don't need to explain that one. No, I agree. I have some serious ones too, I I think. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. It seems like people forget that. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> um, my next one is teachers should have genuine interests. Mm. It, it seems to me like i don't know after you teach for like 10 or 15 years you just like i don't know don't you're not a person anymore as far as like being entertained by things and i have so many ends with kids because it's like oh you want to talk about video games i'll talk about video games you want to talk about rap i'll talk about rap you want to talk about shoes i'll talk about shoes you want to talk about something that i'm actually not interested in i'll still talk to you about because now i am kind of interested in it um two things one i wore the wave runners today 
Ooh, yeah, first time in like two and a half years. Um, second, my question, do you feel like somewhat obligated to stay in the know with um, teenager pop culture? Yes. Every time that I think about like deleting Instagram or deleting Twitter or deleting TikTok, it's like, this is kind of part of my job is to yeah. know at least some of these inside jokes so that when a kid says a word that uh, maybe older teachers might not know is inappropriate, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's that that's terrible. I wish I didn't feel that way. And when kids cap, you can call them out on it. Huh. <laughs> I I hereby still stand by not using that word myself on this podcast. You'll never use it. No, no cap. you got all right all right um celebrate with them you know they're gonna have some wins in your classroom you got to celebrate with them share celebrations get some positive energy in that classroom i did that uh today actually i have a little thing that i do that i kind of quit doing in past years but i brought it back this year because i like it um, I just say, give me two. And then I, they give me two claps. Um, so sometimes I use this when it's like jet engine level decibel levels in my room of kids talking. And it's like, yo, this ain't cool, man. Um, but then sometimes I'll do it when like a kid does something cool. So like a kid uh, got up and like read his paragraph he wrote today. And I was like, that was sweet, man. Let's give him two. And it, it was a great feeling. Right on, right on. I like that. Give me two. I was yeah. not in sync, but that's okay. No. Um, I I kind of did something like that. I um was like, let's give 14 claps for blah blah blah. <laughs> like they're counting. I think some of them haven't passed math class yet. Um high expectations. High expectations. Is that your third one? Yeah, and I just skipped you. <laughs> so you give me two. <laughs> I got caught on? up on your give me two. That was just so genius. I thought that was it. And you, oh, no, no, no. That was part of the celebrations. Yeah, I know. Was... You were adding to mine. You were being a yeah, good yeah. conversationalist, and I just interrupted you. <laughs> All right, let's talk high expectations. Yeah, you just got to have high expectations, man. You want them to succeed, but never take the easy road out. Yeah. I, I think I uh, that's like a primary focus for me this year. Yeah. Keep them high all year long. Sometimes I get a little too lax later in the year. It's like, nah, man, this is a full-time gig. Nope. Yeah, we're uh, four days in. Yeah. We're in for the long haul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right, you ready for my last one? Oh, you got one more? Yeah. All right. Uh, you were just making fun of kids for not being good at math. And uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired too, man. Come on. Yeah. And you just fixed the toilet. So yeah, yeah. we'll cut you some the slack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my third one, I feel like is somewhat maybe even controversial, but on some level, teachers should be liked by their students. Mm. So you can still be uh strict you can still have extremely high expectations but students should uh kind of like you at least somewhat oh yeah um there was i was going to say something with one of my negatives because that ties into it but 
the kids don't like you, they're not going to do a darn thing. Not a darn thing. Yeah. And you hear the stories about the teachers who are, um, you know, have a lot to be desired. And it's just not a, they don't, it's just not a good, good environment. And I don't know. Yeah. You got to be likable, approachable, if anything. But I feel like sometimes the teachers that are liked get get a bad rap, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it's granted because you're too liked, but I don't know. Sometimes it's like everybody likes that, that person. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with their brains? What's wrong with their classroom? Yeah. 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 Um, there's a fine line that needs to be yeah. drawn in the sand. And um, if you're like right in the middle of it, you're probably right where you need to be. Maybe yeah. a little bit more on the serious side, but that goes into my, we're going to skip one of my other positives because that goes into my negative. My first negative, do not be their friend. Oh yes. Yeah. Yes. So you want to be liked by them. Right. But you touched on it the other day, I think in our, um, or the, other week ex machina episode you talked about something along the lines of like being able to be like the buffer between a friend and a parent yeah between them and i think that was a really good way to describe it like just not being a friend but also being welcoming and being supportive in a different fashion than a friend or a parent would be yeah yeah, the phrase that I always heard and took to heart is uh I'm I'm friendly, but I'm not your friend. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, my first do not is uh or should not or whatever we've got going on here is teachers should not lose sight of what it means to be a kid. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I love explain, that your, one. explain your explain your why you like that one. So I think much. that's just why the kids love you, X-Ray. Because <laughs> I'm still a child. <laughs> it's true. It's, you got it's your, true. You, you look at li- eyes or you look at life through your googly eyes, man. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. Very much so. And that's why they love you. I think you're the same way. Like you talk about being cheesy and stuff like that's like, yeah, I could still want you to be uh james bond all the time that little serious and you can't uh yeah make fun of yourself yeah. i mean i know i look like him but i mean <laughs> <laughs> no you're more of a daniel craig type oh uh, yeah i know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um do not physically harm nor throw any projectiles at a kid <laughs> So, so some of my like do nots or like reminders for myself, is that one that you need to remind yourself of frequently? Every minute. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's obvious. Right. And I don't think I've, I'm, I don't, I knew, hold on. I know I've never been in a moment where I want to throw something. Um, and yeah. I never will get in that moment because there's a level headedness that you need to have. Um, but I'm sure we're going to talk about some of these do nots in our review today. So I had to throw that one in there. Um, my one of my favorite teachers of all time, I think I've talked about him on here. Probably he was like he could get away with throwing things, if that makes sense, because everybody liked him. And he one time, like kind of jokingly upset with a kid talking at the back of the room, just hurled a marker as hard as he could, like at the wall above him. <laughs> and it exploded an expo marker exploded like all over the wall Whoa. and 
it was hilarious. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh my God, he's so upset. It was like, that was, that was really funny. And then he took the kid's phone and then threw it, (laughs) threw it across the room. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll just test out uh, my limits this year and I'm going to throw something and we'll see, we'll see if I get away with it. Make sure the whole class is recording so they can expose you on TikTok. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, my next one is teachers should not, you kind of said this, mine's maybe twisted a little bit, should not be afraid to be a human themselves. Mm. You, you said like, um, treat students like humans. I do this sometimes where I forget to like, you know, open up. You mentioned on the last podcast, you gotta be vulnerable sometimes. Um, so yeah, you gotta let them know that like, Hey, I, uh, I have emotions too. I just maybe need to remind myself sometimes as well. Mm, I like that. I like that. Um, last one. Do not hold them hostage. Mm-hmm. You know, negotiation. Yeah. I don't agree with the phrase, with the saying, um, or like the teacher philosophy, like, um, I dismiss my class. Oh my God. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I do. Yeah. I, I would rather die. Like if I need 30 seconds, I'm going to be like, Hey, when the bell rings, just give me 30 seconds and you're out of here. I promise. Like, I'm not going to be like, all right, we still got five minutes left here. (laughs) No, like when the bell rings and like, we're at a good stopping point, you're out. Peace. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, Never hold them hostage. Oh, I had a, I had a seventh and eighth grade teacher. It's the same guy who moved up with us. He would do that. I think he just did it just to do it. Like he would, oh, he just the power thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, dude, that bell rang. I got to get to my next class. I got a, I got an anxiety problem with being late. So this is really messing with me. (laughs) Dude, I had a, it was when I was still taking the bus. It was the bus days. And I had a math teacher last hour of the day. No. Like holding us, dude. And I'm like, I got a bus to catch. I'm not walking six miles home. Like, I'm leaving this room. I don't care if you want to dismiss me. Was it one of those, like, if you waste my time, I'm going to take yes, some of your exactly. Oh, so you were you were you talking in the back of the room with your buddies? And it was like, okay, you're talking. You you owe me 30 seconds after the bell. You know, admittedly, I might have been. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do think it was math though, and I was a totally different person in math class, man. Dude, you saw me in our college math class. You didn't even know I was in there. (laughs) Yeah. Every time you say that we had that class together, it's always like, are you are you sure? Because I don't remember seeing you once. I remember you wearing that gray Ohio State shirt four days out of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was in there. I sat in the back. I did not talk. That's how I was in every math class. But in English, I was in the front. I was cracking jokes with the class, with the teacher. It was. I was leading discussions. I loved it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I sat front row in that math class. I still probably got a C. Yeah. Uh, I think we've talked about what? this math class on the pod. Yeah. We should talk about the teacher that taught that math class. Maybe we yeah. have. Maybe he could just be all of our do nots. <laughs> yeah. For real. <laughs> for real. Uh, my last do not is, well, I was going to say it's not serious, but it actually very much is. Uh, teachers should not try to buy anything that costs any amount of money. Mm. How do you manage to do that though? Um, 
you you scrape, man, you scavenge uh, because you're so poor. So you haven't spent a dollar of your own money on classroom stuff? No, I'm just talking life in general. It's, it's oh. hard to buy. <laughs> <laughs> like you live for um, teacher appreciation week for that free Qdoba bowl. For that apple on the desk. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> don't know where the next meal's coming from, but the apple, that's going to get yeah. you through uh, fifth hour. Yeah. You get an apple every semester and 20 Starbucks gift cards. And a, a butter braid that I have to buy myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's always one of those or the popcorn. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love it. No, that's a good list. Um, I want to, uh, take this these thoughts and apply it to one of our characters in our film this week um played by jk simmons terrence fletcher is his name in the movie the movie is whiplash synopsis a promising young drummer enrolls at a cutthroat music conservatory where his dreams of greatness are mentored by an instructor who will stop at nothing to realize a student's potential what do you think? Do you think this synopsis is misleading in ways? Where do you want to start? Lead us, lead us off, X-Ray. Um, so I'm going to ignore your question. And <laughs> I, I just I have to talk about the opening shot of this, or mm. really just the opening sequence to this. The hallway movie. shot. Dude, come yeah. on. Come <laughs> on. Uh so we've got Miles Teller playing the drums. You can tell he's working pretty hard he's lost in the sauce as mm. uh probably not the kids would say as we would say when we were kids right uh and then out of nowhere we get a smash cut to jk simmons just looming presence in the doorway mm. um you can tell that miles teller is surprised by this and then the, just the dialogue in the first two minutes of the movie it's like jk simmons uh when he says like I didn't tell you to stop playing. And then Miles Teller starts playing again. And he's like, I didn't tell you to start playing either. Like, what are you doing, kid? Like, what the heck is going on? He is just so in power. The scene is dark when he leaves. The, that's the other thing. He, Miles Teller starts playing again. And then he looks up and J.K. Simmons is just gone. And then the move to come back and oops, forgot my coat. Like, just mm. ah, what a way to start. What a way to start. How about the the tryouts he gives um, within like the first like 10, 15 minutes of the film? Like he's with his band and like he's just like giving like everybody literally like two seconds to play their <laughs> instrument. And then he does the little hand thing. Uh, oh, you know, dude, the hand thing is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. He finds his band in like 20 seconds. He's like, nope, out. You, you're in. Yeah, it's just like it's intimidating, man. He's got them trained too. They're like they know what to expect. They'll never look him in the eye. Um, there's no human connection there. Like he's definitely just an authoritarian rather than a teacher at all. It just shows that he's a master too. He's a master of his craft. He only needs to hear you play for three seconds, not even three seconds, and he knows you suck. You're not worthy of my time. Uh, so yeah, that. Just him as a character is crazy. Yeah. X-ray, do you think you're out of tune? Oh, 
my I'm, my heart is beating fast already. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine sitting in that class? Oh. Dude, poor Elmer Fudd, man. <laughs> he says so many rude things to him. Yeah. <laughs> things that there are so many quotables that we will not be sharing on this episode. Um, yeah. For reasons of language. But man, just the dialogue from Simmons character, especially in that scene, too. Like, that's just one of the moments where he really opens and he's just degrading this kid man um why are you looking down there there's no chocolate bar down there something like that like he's fired instantly in any public school setting no doubt no doubt i feel like another part of him is just like the mystery behind him especially in the, the first act of the movie where uh I feel like we before that scene where we're with him for a while, we don't see him for like more than 10 seconds. So we have like the beginning scene where where he's on screen for, I don't know, seven seconds total, probably. Uh, he's like outside of the, the glass door and we can see his shadow. Uh, what we mentioned about like the tryouts, he's there so quick and then he's gone. Um how about the way that he enters the room into those trials? He just throws the doors open. Yep. Like he owns the space. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I don't know. It's just, there's like mystery behind him and they're not really telling us who he is, but they do such a good job of we figure out who he is pretty quick. That was something I was going to say at, um, for the dues of teaching, like they want you to greet the kids at the door. Yeah. <laughs> He's arriving late to class every day. And, his version would be like, you're not even going to know where I'm at until probably two minutes into class. And then I'm just going to burst out of my closet or from under my desk and catch you off guard. Yep. And he's the opposite of I'm going to hold you or, um, you know, the well, I guess it's like the bell doesn't dismiss you. Like we don't have a set time. Like whenever I'm here is when we're going to do things. And whenever I want to leave, even if it's literally at 1:45 a.m., that's when we are going to leave he's just he's 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 a genius but I don't feel like they show that a lot do you feel like he's just I feel like he's like incredibly arrogant without really showing his skills because you mentioned like he has this talent of picking out the sound within like two seconds do you think that's just arrogance or do you think that's skill no I take that because I, I hate to say it, but I respect this guy. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I I take it as he just knows. When Miles Teller plays the drums and it's not his tempo, he knows in seconds that this is not his tempo. Yeah. And he lets everybody know. Um, I, I don't know if respect is the right word. Um. But towards the end, I want to talk about like the ending because it's open to interpretation. I I was gonna say admire, but I I definitely don't admire. <laughs> I guess respect I is the thing. Yeah, admire I think is deeper than respect. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I guess I see where he's coming from. Um, he he lets you know when it's not his tempo, not my tempo. Not quite my tempo. I really wish that like more people understood that reference and I could just 
I mean, I, this, this is the problem. And this is probably why I respect him is because I'm absolutely nothing like him in any way. <laughs> like I, I kind of wish I was in some ways that I could just look somebody dead in the eyes and just say, not quite my tempo for anything. Like you hand me my food at a restaurant and it stinks. Not quite my tempo, my friend, but I, I just can't do it. I wish I could. So when you open the Romeo and Juliet unit and you're having a student read, two houses, both alike. Hold on, not my tempo. From the not top, not my friend. Yep, not, not my, my tempo. tempo. <laughs> <laughs> you would scar could that you, kid for life, man. Dude, could you imagine just like from the first day of school, you're just like that's how hard you are on kids. Is like they do one minute thing wrong. They don't push their chair in. Not quite my tempo. Let's figure it out here. Oh, geez. I wish, I wish. Maybe I'll try that with one class. Do you want to experiment it in like in the right moment and then we can bring back what, how it went? Yeah. The problem is I I've already, we've gotten our first impressions are gone. So with this experiment, we'll have to wait a year. That's true. I don't know if I'm willing to sacrifice potentially my job, though, for for the audience of um, TTF Nation here to hear. Not yeah. My time, yeah. But, but I don't know. One day. One day. He's a. Um, he, hmm. He's I think Simmons carries this per, this movie. I think without oh, his yeah. performance, it's 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 not what it is. Um I, I watched this when it came out and I thought it was great. And I thought it was even greater this time. Tellers, Miles Teller feels flat compared to J.K. Simmons. And he Miles Teller does a darn good job. But, I mean, just the distribution, like Simmons carries the whole movie from beginning to end. See, so I went into this. This was the, I want to say third time I've watched it. I went into it with that, like in the front of my mind, because I knew that J.K. Simmons is the guy. So I wanted to compare him and Miles Teller, especially since Miles Teller is like way more popular than he, he was when he was right. acting in this. I, because I've heard the same thing about There Will Be Blood, my top three movie for me of all Paul time. Paul Dano or what? That yeah, Paul Dano doesn't like he falls flat compared to um Daniel Day Lewis. It's I mean, like yeah, that's I, yeah, <laughs> that's like it's I don't know. I feel like it's impossible. It's impossible for those guys to match what's what's going on. Like it's a, and it would be crazy to have a character that is as crazy as J.K. Simmons to like mirror him in this. So I thought that I thought Miles Teller did a good job, especially in the third act and especially mm -hmm. the ending. Like, I think that that is awesome. He be, he really begins to shine when he gets uh, the sort of like, OK, well, to heck with you kind of attitude. Yes, because he does start out very shy, very timid. His character arc is is excellent. Um, but from beginning to end, he is a totally different character. Um, I, I guess it's he's not flat. It's just Simmons shines. Um, yeah. He starts out, like we mentioned, very, very shy, kind of just to himself. Um, and then as the story goes along and the ebbs and flows, like his character really is dictated by 
Terrence Fletcher by JK Simmons. Like no matter what's going on in his life, he is acting out in result of how he is positioned in the band, how Simmons is treating him. That's one of my favorite things about this whole movie is the way that just the narrative is told. Like we talked about tempo. There's like a dun, 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 dun. When you think about like a tempo, like a steady pace. And like for this, the tempo is just like up, down, up, down, up, down. One minute, Andrew's high because he just got promoted. Literally the next scene, he asks, asks Nicole out on a date. He's feeling good. Then after that date, ooh, demoted, down again, dark, and then up, and then down. And it's just, it's a wild ride. The tempo is just sporadic. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it's, I think that's why, I mean, I, te- I texted you, I texted you six minutes into this movie. <laughs> like, bro, this is ridiculous. I'm six minutes in. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I should have framed that a different way because I texted you and I just said, whiplash is ridiculous. And then I was like, I'm only six minutes in because it's, <laughs> it's just, it is so many ups and downs, even in the first six minutes, 22 seconds. Um, there's so much going on. Like there's, I feel like there's more ups and downs in this than like a lot of action movies. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's crazy. Twists and turns. And you talked about uh, the character arc um, of Neiman and, just like, yeah, it, it takes some unexpected turns. Like he does start to get defiant and kind of arrogant himself, which I didn't see coming really. And yeah, it's just, it keeps you engaged the entire time. He really starts to get arrogant, like in the midpoint, um, really kind of around like the, uh, it's like him versus Connolly, And like, they have that competition for a while and then he gets the job. He gets demoted later again, but he's at he's at the midpoint where he gets the lead role in the band. And then he's at the dinner with his family and he's like talking with his cousins or whatever. And like his cousin plays football or whatever. And he's talking about like how he had this like sweet touchdown. And Andrew's like, it's D3. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Like he's definitely like even just from the beginning scene to where he's at the midpoint, like his arrogance is there. And it is all because of J.K. Simmons' character. I've thought in this movie, like, the way Simmons talks permeates into the class, too. Just, like, his attitude. Like, nobody's ever really nice to each other in the movie, in the band. Um, They hear their leader talking to them the way he does. And then, in result, like, it's very cutthroat. Like, um, we're not a band. I'm against you. You're my enemy kind of thing. And it's all because of his influence, man. Okay, here's a question for you, though. Don't you think that he is exactly what Neiman needed? I do. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. But is there a line that he he draws and goes past? And see, I would say, and this is crazy to say, but I would say no in this mm. Uh, I don't know. In I have this... two words for you. I have two words for you. You're wrong. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> good job. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, okay. nice. nice. Um, no, I have two words for you. Sean Casey. Yeah, but I feel with with Fletcher's whole like philosophy, which is I want to turn people into being great. 
and some people want to be great. This is how I think, and again, I think maybe not the right way, but this is how I think it should be done. And I would argue that by the end of the movie that um, like he's proven right. Mm. Mm. Okay. There are some lines at the end where I, I lean towards your train of thought. Um, it's after the Sean Casey stuff is revealed to us. Sean Casey, former student of Terrence Fletcher, um, hanged himself because of the pressures that he felt under Fletcher. Um, Neiman then basically reports Fletcher and he loses his job in result. Um, he sees Fletcher at like some jazz club playing piano. Um, unimpressively, may I add to it didn't, didn't sound great. I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, this is the guy like he's a virtuoso. Didn't feel like that whatsoever. Um, but they're having a conversation and Fletcher says, I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. When when I saw when I heard that, I was like, I get it. I get it. But is there a line that's drawn? And he would argue, no, he says, I will never apologize for how hard I tried. Um, maybe he's trying to weed out like the strong versus the weak. Um, but in a world today where mental health is such a big issue. I think you got to tread lightly. Um, and yeah, I, I totally agree, obviously. I mean, if you hear anything I say about my job as a teacher, like <laughs> I, I agree with absolutely none of what Fletcher I'm say, does. I'm, I'm very surprised. Like I, I, how many kids do you send to detention each day? <laughs> I don't, I've never sent a kid anywhere ever. Um, I just feel like, and maybe it's, just the uh, what's set up for us in the movie is like this is like a dog eat dog world like he's at the best musical school he could be at um mm -hmm. that this is just like what's expected so yeah in my freshman comp lit class like that would be crazy to expect but if i was <laughs> if i was uh if i was coaching in the nba that that might be um i might fall a little more in line with uh what he's saying yeah. Yeah. It's, they're totally different situations. Right. I mean, you yeah. look at Bobby Knight too. Yeah. Like throw literally throwing chairs at players. Like I don't, that wouldn't fly today, but the intensity is definitely yeah. there. Yeah. So I just feel like, and I love, I, this is the biggest thing I remember from the movie watching it the first time is the whole thing about, uh, is it Charlie Parker? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um and and the symbol being thrown at his head like and that's where i feel we get to in the ending is neiman got a symbol thrown on his head and he didn't know how to deal with it for a while but then by the end he's like oh wait i'm just gonna throw the symbol back at him so i just i absolutely love that idea does it really happen in the real world probably not yeah and we maybe it does we just don't know because we're not in that high pressure scenario like we're teaching kids english which is important um but the approach has to be different i will say though i do think and you mentioned it i do think he has andrew's best 
he wants the most out of Andrew. I was going to say, I don't think he has his best interest in mind because mental health plays a big part in that, but he wants the best for him. He even says um, Connolly, his sort of opponent, was he says something, all Connolly was, was an initiative for you. Yeah. So he blatantly says like, hey, he was a pawn to try to push you to be better kind of thing. And that's what that's goes kind of back to my question is like, that's what Neiman needed is someone to push him because he wanted to be great. Um, mm-hmm. Like sometimes I feel like that as a teacher, like I want to be amazing. I, it would be nice if there were more people that were like, you really suck at this. Like there's some things that you are not very good at that you need to work on. And I, sometimes I just feel like we don't have those conversations. So if JK Simmons showed up at my door, I would kind of welcome it and be like, lay into me, dude. <laughs> let me cry for a second. Cause it's going to be rough, but uh, then I, I want to fix it. Cause I want to be great at it. Hey man, I can um, come into your plans or whenever I, I have a plan, I can hop over. I can shave my head and throw <laughs> some chairs at you. If that's what you need. I gotta say, I don't think you would be as intimidating <laughs> as our, our guy J.K. Simmons. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and that's why they don't pay me the big bucks to act. So. Yeah. And that's okay. That's why we're not teaching at a extremely exclusive, hard to get into liberal arts colleges. Would you want to? No, never. <laughs> Ew, disgusting. Yeah. I feel like even college professors were kind of like silly at times too. Yeah. Like your personality shouldn't um, be changed by the outcomes. You should use your out your personality to help them achieve their outcomes that they need kind of thing. Okay. So, so Fletcher shouldn't change his personality. Is that what you're saying? Mm, I mean, Ooh, good one. Good one. <laughs> I don't think there is any change in him. Like he is a, yeah. a hard, hard egg to crack. Um, but I think at the heart of this story, I don't think it's a story about jazz music. I think it's a story about um, mental health and like the crippling results that come from it and like finding it within you to overcome it because I would interpret Andrew as overcoming it. Um, Maybe he doesn't as the best way. He doesn't do it in the best way. Um, He has his moments where he literally kind of hits his boiling point and tackles him at the end uh, or not at the end, but like after he's kicked out after literally getting in a car crash and he comes on stage and performs, um, but nonetheless, I think Andrew finds his self-worth at the very, very end because Fletcher sort of sets him up and he defies him anyways. And like, well, screw you kind of thing. I know my worth. I know I'm a darn good drummer. Let me show you. Okay. I was ready to disagree with you. I still think I might. I agree that I think he finds a self-worth as a drummer. I think his mental health only gets worse from, from here on out, from the mm. end of the movie onward. That's because, interesting. Because we see him when he is, like, not, he doesn't play the drums. Like, he's he's getting pizza. He's, like, I feel like he's in, like, he's poor. He's living in a bad apartment, but he seems okay. I feel like now that he, you know, he's thrown the symbol back at Fletcher's head. And, like, all he's going to care about now is, like, 
the greatness. Like that's all he cares about. And we saw that in the beginning of the movie where that kind of like wrecked him. So I don't know. I don't know. But having gone through that trauma and experiencing that, he can still have the same goal, but realize, hey, maybe that okay, makes, isn't the right way to go changes. about it. Okay. All right. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Um, talk about that last scene, though, where it really comes to fruition. Is If that's not one of the best cinematically made scenes of all time, I don't know what is. Just even just the final shot of just J.K. Simmons is you you see his happiness. He's like, I finally found somebody who mm -hmm. is as as absolutely insane as me. Um, but yeah, the whole sequence of oh, when when he starts playing the drums as Fletcher's like trying to talk into the microphone that from there on, it's just like, OK, OK. And then when when Fletcher's coming over and he's like telling him to go down on the drums and play him and then he's like, like telling him to come back up and then he tells the band to start playing. Um, I don't, we should probably watch that every morning before we start to teach. Cause that, <laughs> that'll just get you amped. I, uh, I use that final scene to um, show synchronous sound. Like, Oh yeah. There's like shots where like Fletcher's fingers are moving and like the way, like, He's moving his fingers. It starts out slow and then it gets really fast. Like you can't see Andrew drumming, but it's exactly the same movement as the fingers. And like, they're just in total unison. And like the way they've been battling for throughout the whole entire movie has come to this point where Andrew might've been duped. Had he have had the same mentality at the beginning of the movie because he didn't expect to be playing, um, it's called upswinging. Um, Andrew kind of audibles and does a freestyle because I do think Fletcher got to him in a positive way and gave him a lot of confidence. Um, but the way they're able to connect with each other at the end through that sound, through that music is crazy. And then when Andrew's just going bananas on the drums and the lights are going in and out and it's just and you see like the the yellow hues the orange hues going in and out it's it's incredible incredible yeah it, it's an, it is an incredible ending um some more like filmmaking things that i think are awesome there's a couple montages in here that are just so well put together um the one that is in the front of my mind right now is the one where uh andrew is i think he's trying to learn caravan i want to say it's the mm -hmm. one where he's like playing so much that his like hand is bleeding. Yeah. And it's going from like him like pounding on the drums to the close-ups of him pulling band-aids. Dude, those close-up shots of him pulling band-aids out are absolutely beautiful. And it's just so simple, but it just makes the montage so much better. Um, there's a few more that I can't quite remember right now, but those what about the it's, scene it's, where it's an awesome training montage. It's that same, I think it's in the same spot. His hand is just bloody as can be. And he sticks his hand in the tub of ice water. Oh, yes. yeah. And then you just see the red coming in through the water. And it's just. It, oh. And it's shot from underneath. Like yeah, outside. how cool is that? Yeah, the whole screen turns red. Yeah. And they, I feel like it might be in slow-mo. Because it, it just feels mm -hmm. like it's on the, it's in the frame for like. 10 seconds it's yeah that's a great shot 
the other this just reminded me of another shot is when it's the close-up um of the symbol with all the blood on it mm. i think this is after the car crash and you, in the distance you kind of see um neiman like walking away that's a crazy shot too mm-hmm. i love that car crash scene yeah it comes out of nowhere yeah he's on the phone i'm almost a- <laughs> yeah and then he still like it still is only thought he just gets up and starts running again i know the yeah. guy's like hold on wait wait and he just <laughs> andrew looks around and he, he just starts running Dedication. it's good too because once he starts playing like i've i felt like okay he's gonna figure this out this is gonna be the greatest human feat of all time and then it's like nope this is embarrassing this sucks that would have felt cheap if that was like the moment True. Yeah. Isn't that's the because that's the scene where he tackles him, right? I think that's the the competition where he tackles him. I think you're right. I don't remember. Yeah, I that would make feel like because then he, he quits after that. It's definitely yeah. It's like at his boiling point. That's his breaking point. I would say. Yeah. No, I think that is it. And I mean, how could that not be someone's breaking point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your body is literally breaking. And then your your emotion, your mental state is broken. Like, yeah. Insane. Um, can I talk qualms for one second? Uh, talk, I have qualms. One. talk qualms. Um, so I love this movie and my score is going to reflect it very much. Um, the only qualm I have is there's some points where it's like so the juxtapositions of the characters are so clear and just kind of like bland bland is maybe not the right word obvious i would say Um, are you referring to nicole and andrew no no i like well i guess that now that you say that yes that is it's pretty clear that they are just she's put there as a total opposite of him right i'm thinking of the the like dad of the the kids that he eats dinner with and those kids too like they're just so they're like caricature caricatures mm-hmm. of people they're not like actual characters the other one is when we see fletcher in the hallway like talking to that um it's like one of his colleagues um daughters and he's like being all nice to them and then mm. literally the second he walks in the door he's like back to his normal self it's like that those and that's being very like hard on the movie but it's a great movie so i feel like i have to be it just feels like come on you're better than that whiplash but that's really specific yeah i can see it now that you mention it i didn't think about it in the moment um the little girl's like five years old man he's not gonna be like not my tempo (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> I just felt like it was it was so clear that they put it there to show that okay he can maybe be a normal person and then it's like like I don't think the scene would have been any different if it just started with him coming right into the room and being his normal self. Yeah. It's like you'll never yeah. be one of my students. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do th- I I agree with you but for a different character I think it's Nicole. Um yeah. Because like their first dinner date she says like i'm basically just going to school just to go to school and i'm basically just here just to be here and andrew talks about all of his ambition and things like that and 
I get they had to throw her in um, because like without her, like literally the whole movie would be taking place at the school and like just no personal life outside of it. Um, the love interest he, though, felt faulty a little bit. How about how he breaks up with her, man? Like he, that, that is just blunt matter of fact. Here's what's going to happen. This ain't working no more. That happened to me though. I'd be like, all right. Like, I think he did it. Okay. Like, <laughs> I agree. He's just like, this is, it's, it's kind of messed up to tell someone how they're going to act in the future, but I don't think he's wrong either. That's, that's probably exactly what would have happened. Like if Shelby would have been like, you know, I'm going to be the next, uh, I'm trying to think of a famous softball player and I can't think of any. It's bad. I don't Sorry. think there are any. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to be the next big softball player. This isn't working. It's not you. It's just I have my priorities towards that. I'd be like, all right, appreciate it. Um, he does it respectfully. Yeah. But the love, it, like the whole thing, like it felt, it definitely could have been fleshed out more, but I don't think they need to flesh it out more because I feel like it's an hour and 48 minutes. I think I feel like that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I think my goal for maybe in the next month is to um, find a girl, um, you know, start dating for like a week. And then after a week, just be like, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to dive into this teaching thing. And it's all <laughs> going to take up my time. And we're just, it's just not going to work between us. So sorry, I got to go be great. <laughs> What do you, how do you think she would respond in that moment? Like, I'm going to be a world-class teacher, you know. I think that my eardrums would burst from the the the, the sheer volume of the laughter. Yeah. <laughs> from you or her, I don't think you could keep oh. a straight face. <laughs> uh, yeah, from her if I was being serious. But, yeah, I definitely couldn't get through that with a straight face. No, no, not a chance. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say before you get into your score? I don't think so. I think uh, I think we had a, a great discussion there. What about you? Yeah. Um, just love the lighting too. The dark greens really is dark. Yeah, it's very dark, very like ominous. Um, I like how like when they're on stage, it feels like they're on a grand stage, and it's like the lighting is almost like like it has like an antiquity feel to it. Like it's old timey and like, yeah, maybe paying homage to like the jazz era through the lighting in that way. Um, just a great movie to look at. Yeah. That's really all I wanted to add. I think we should, uh, we should double feature this. If we could show this in class and just do whiplash La La Land back to back, mm. no stops. It just La La Land starts up right after whiplash. That would be nice, if only, in a perfect world. Yeah. But this is rated R. TTF Nation, make sure you're old enough to watch it. <laughs> um, You ready for a score? Let me hear it. 98. Oh! Dude, that's a alert. Dude, it's a great, 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 fantastic, amazing, top-tier movie. Wow. Wow. 98. Yeah. yeah. We need a we need to get a soundboard. I'm I'm gonna look into that, dude. I no joke been thinking that privately that we need one of those. I don't know what the horn's called, but it's like the 
you know, one of those. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. I think um I heard there's like a free soundboard site. I I'm I'm gonna check it out. All right. Um I give this a 96. Nice. Great movie. Great movie. Um, I put it on my spreadsheet and I color coded it, which means it's deemed one of my favorites. Got that green light. Yeah, got that green light, literally. Yep, yep. I was I was waiting for this one. I was really happy to uh finally see this on HBO. We finally got to it. Yeah. Um shout out uh Christian from New York who recommended it like I don't know, three months ago, maybe. Yeah, we got you, Christian. It might take us a while, like it takes me a while to fix a toilet, but we'll get there. <laughs> um, awesome. Let's conclude. Um, we're gonna shift it up a little bit. You mentioned that you heard some weird, some weird chatterings in the hallways. And so one of our closing segments is things heard. Um, as teachers, we hear crazy things, whether that be in the classroom, the bathroom or the hallways. Um, we hear weird things from high school teenagers. X-ray has, has some weird shenanigans. Do you remember the porta potty story? Uh, I do. I love the porta potty story. <laughs> I picture story. that kid running when I'm running. I, I, he's my motivation. I'm like, man, I can't do this. Like, what about that kid who had to go and he was just full on sprinting for his life? He's a, what episode he's actually- was that in? I don't know. I was trying to remember, and I have. It would have been somewhere in the month of May. So yeah. if you're if you want to hear the porta potty story, you gotta go. Gotta go comb through. Maybe Sandlot. Uh, maybe I feel like we might have been. Uh, that was a summer movie. I feel like. No, man. No. No. Thanks. So. Uh, no. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I don't know. He's in one of your classes, though. I think is what you were saying. He's at my school now. So he was a seventh grader last year. So now mm. I, he's he's at my school and I see him and I kind of forgot about the porta potty story till now. So that's all I'm going to think about. Um, You're going to definitely call him out when he's around all of his friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've just pictured it in my head. It was so funny. Um, this this uh, thing heard was actually from a parent. Mm. Um, and it just it's some context. Me. Okay, so back to school night. Um, meeting students, meeting parents. It's always a little awkward because it's like, I, don't, I never know if I should introduce myself as hi, I'm Pete Ray or hi, I'm Mr. Ray. So sometimes I'll literally introduce myself as Mr. Ray to the kid and then I'll say, hi, I'm Pete. I teach English to yep. the parent. Yep. Um, but anyways, this kid walks in with his mom. Okay, <laughs> typical, you know, typical middle class mom. Yeah. All right. He sees the Kanye West poster on my wall and he goes, oh, Kanye. And I said, yeah, Kanye. He goes, I like Kanye a lot. I said, sweet. And then he looks at the um, the board, like by my, my whiteboard. I, I've mentioned this before. I just have a bunch of like writers and authors and mm-hmm. there's some rappers up there because they're writers as well. And he pointed out mf doom mm. um the mom didn't quite know who mf doom was who was so he explained it real quick and then um i said like yeah he's a really great writer and she said oh like kendrick mm. like it, and i went oh yeah he's up on the wall too and the look her eyes got as big as 
lighthouse lanterns her job out hit the floor and i she was just like amazed that i had kendrick lamar up on my wall and she literally like grabbed her son's arm and just went you're in the right room and i was like okay mom let's <laughs> roll this mom was kendrick lamar and um it was just awesome that kendrick lamar is like what got this mom to be like okay mr ray's mr ray's cool he I, he's gonna like this class it was it was just surprising and like the best best moment of the night maybe stepping out of line here yes nope no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i strategically paused because i knew you were nope, gonna pick nope, up nope, 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 nope. <laughs> all right all right well hey <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. I've never had a parent um, be hip like that. And I've had a parent. I have a Johnny Cash poster on my wall and I had a parent like, man, that's, I kind of expect like, you know, older people. He's obviously from a different generation. Right. I've had parents be like, Oh, you like Johnny Cash like that makes you kind of cool. But yeah, to, she saw Kendrick Lamar up there and it was just like, Oh yeah. No, it was just, it was awesome. Oh Yeah. <laughs> not like, like that, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not, not like that not like that okay i'm sorry i'm sorry um <laughs> you know okay. I don't, what just just because you did that it reminded me of another story today which is kind of a thing a things heard i'll try and tell it fast let me we take your time we were today in class we were talking about like literary theories and one of our literary theories is reader response which is like it's literally all about you as the reader so um, I talk about like your feelings, like you have to share your feelings. You have to share your emotions about something. And we read, uh, have you read the red wheelbarrow, that poem before? So much depends upon a red wheelbarrow glistening in the rain. Blaze, the white nice try, though. Something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was going to give you times. big props if you got the whole thing, but yeah, yeah I was close. Um, anyways, we're talking about that poem. Um, and this one kid is like, it's a kid that I said he got he got two claps because he read his thing. Um, nice, nice. And he said that he had like personal experiences with wheelbarrows. Um, and that led me to saying, this, this is proof I really don't think of things that I say. I said this kid's name and then I said he has feelings towards wheelbarrows. <laughs> and there was an awkward pause. And then I was just like, yep, we're diving into this. And I said, well, not like that. And then <laughs> class eruption and laughter. And it, it was great. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of ninth graders, I can imagine. Dude, it's so easy. It's so easy <laughs> to make a laugh. Doesn't it make you just feel like a king when you get the whole class laughing? Dude, so much serotonin boost to the brain. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I need that. Like, I got 80 papers to grade. I needed that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do you have a, do you have something heard, something seen in the, in the um, high school hallways? We're on, not really. We're on the rap train. Um, one of my students was wearing a Kanye West graduation tee today, which That's was cool. cool. Um, yeah. I have a student who, likes mf doom and on the second day she she's a girl too which is cool um i had them exit ticket write down any questions that they might have about the class a classmate or mr main she asked me what my favorite mf doom song was 
And your answer was? Um, it's like choosing children. Um, yeah, it is. I said anything off the Mad Villainy album yeah. is fair game. And I left it at that. Because hey, I say one, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget another one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, true. I can't choose it's one. It's like it's like when people ask me my favorite movie. It's like I I'm sorry, I really can't answer that question. It, I get kind of irritated when people ask that. Me too. It's like you it's don't impossible understand. To answer that. You don't understand. I watched 54 movies this summer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's almost like I. Do you have time for 10? And I need yeah. to say a sentence about each one of them. So are you yep. sure you want to ask me that question? The guy at um our training when before the kids came, like we were doing icebreaker things and like we were in the whole group. And he he asked me about like the topic of movies came up and like somehow he came up. What's your favorite movie? And everybody was in the room, like half of the staff, at least we split up half and half. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> i was like i you that's a convoluted question um i gave him three and i said super bad and i was like and super bad is wildly inappropriate um because i'm in a room with why different vast demographics or just different ways values yes. yeah so i was like it's wildly inappropriate um i said akiru an old japanese film and i was like okay mitchell you're you're giving off some real left field responses right now. You need to um, you need to cater to the masses here. And so I just said, and I really liked the new Top Gun. <laughs> and everybody was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> That's like any time. I feel like I only answer it like um, authentically once every 50 times and yes. i'm just like i can't fight it anymore it's there will be blood you've never heard of it i'm sorry <laughs> and if it, and then people are like what is it about well it's about this guy that goes drilling for oil okay that's your favorite movie you weirdo like <laughs> it's it's a tough conundrum i i need we just need a we need to find the movie that is like in the perfect middle like, I feel like it's Forrest Gump. If you just say Forrest Gump's my favorite movie, people would be like, oh, sweet. I love that movie. And then move on. But I can't I can't do that to myself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You do have to yeah. ap appeal to the masses, though, when the time is asked of you. And, you know, I felt yeah. kind of like I was degrading myself by saying that. But, you know, I needed the I needed that audience response. So that's yeah. I went with the new Top Gun. It's definitely not you sold your swords. Yeah. Sold your soul. Yeah. It's all right. I'll do it for Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of movies, you're up, you're on deck for next week. What are we watching? We're watching Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Okay. I feel like you pick a banger. I gotta pick a known banger. Yeah. Um, where can we watch Mad Max Fury Road? HBO Max. And is that a fact? It is a fact <laughs> as of the beginning of this podcast when I looked it up and it was there. All right. That's all I can that's all I can do for the people. And this was made 2014. 13. Maybe 15. I don't know. Um, I'm curious now. Let me uh you've seen it before, I imagine. 2015. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. Charlize Theron. Yeah, Tom Hardy. Of course. The desert. Venom. Venom. <laughs> Venom. 
2015 though 2015 yeah all right so yeah mad max fury road it was in my slideshow for um film studies today and i was like it's a sign we need to we need to talk about it i like it yeah we gotta after the long goodbye we need to um balance out the palette with two bangers so Um, and some more uh i need some popular picks in there so i feel like this is more well known definitely more well known than the long goodbye yeah i'll 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 switch it up a little bit maybe the following week but i'm excited for mad max i've seen it once um definitely yeah me too take it take another glance yeah and it was a while ago so it was before uh before the uh the film study days right exactly yeah all righty sweet well that'll be next week you got anything else for the people nothing else for the people it's time for bed yeah it it's almost 7 30 like you said um we're getting there so ttf nation until next time stay up to date on things do your homework for real this time and peace out peace out